Okay, uh, now it is time for the leader to qualify. Uh, please stand when sharing so all can see. And we ask that you keep your focus. Okay, okay uh, all right. Uh, my name's Lydian, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hey, and uh, I want to thank Michael, uh, my sponsor, for uh, asking me to come out today. Uh, I... Uh, I'm really grateful to be here uh, in, in Overeaters Anonymous. I, I really, when I got here, I really didn't understand the program that well. Um, I uh, came in through uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I've been sober for a little over 25 years. And um, I, uh, so I, I knew I had a problem with that. Uh, but I really, I didn't know about the food uh, issue until after I got sober. And once I got sober, I, uh, I got up to about uh, 210 pounds. And, um, uh, and once, I, once I got at that weight, I, I started trying different things to handle that. Uh, one thing that I did was uh, I went to a place called Lindora where they give you these vitamin B shots, and I hate needles. And I don't know why I did that, but I did that, uh, went through that. I did, I, I've tried so many diets, like uh, the cabbage soup diet, uh, fruit fast, uh, just uh, various things. And then uh, uh, one thing that I did was I, I went into Halloway. And uh, when I went to Halloway, it really, really worked for me. Uh, I went from 210 to 145 pounds. And, uh, uh, but I was just like totally miserable. Uh, I, I'd walk around the AA meetings uh, just looking very, very badly and, uh, and feeling badly. And uh, uh, an old timer and uh, uh, AA said, well, I think I know what your problem is. He goes, I tell you what you, I want you to do. You go get a cheeseburger and a chocolate shake and you eat that. And after you do that, you call me. And so uh, that's what I did. And, uh, and I felt a lot better. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but, you know, part of the problem with me was that I, I had no conscious contact with God uh, at all. You know, and, and I think that that was part of the problem. Uh, what happened for me was I, I was just eating really badly and I knew it. I just I couldn't control my eating. And uh, so I, I did. I, I started doing what they told me to do in AA, which is pray. So I started praying about it and nothing would happen. <laughs> and this is what I found. I found that uh, unless I involved an, uh, another person, uh, that, that prayer doesn't really work. I mean, uh, you know, I have to. God works through people for me, you know, um, and I have to be around people that are trying to channel God so that I can receive that, you know, and that's basically why I go to meetings, you know. So uh, what happened for me was uh, the big turning point was I knew that Michael was in OA and uh, like I said, I was praying and nothing was happen- happening. And so I called Michael and I asked for help. And uh, his his help for me was pretty simple at first. He goes, all right, I, t- I tell you what I want you to do. Uh, I, I just want you to call me every day and tell me what you're eating. <laughs> so, so I started doing it. You know, it'd be OK. Today I had a handful of pretzels. I had uh, a bunch of cookies and uh, and, you know, whatever other crap I was eating. And uh, 
And I just, I just kept doing that. And he, he said, I want you to go to a, an OA meeting. Because I was going to AA and uh, he knew that I was busy with that. And he said, well, I just want you to go to one, AA, one OA meeting. So I started doing that. And then, uh, boy, he is so mean, I tell you. I, uh, he, he had me do these things like, he had me do this like AEIOU thing. And I go, you know, Mike, you know, I know the big book and I don't see that anywhere in the big book. You know, I don't know where you got this crap, you know. But uh, the thing is, is that uh, I started doing that anyway, you know, regardless of what what, what I felt. And, and that's cr- really been crucial for me in the program is that um, uh, my life has been crappy all my life because uh, I've been running the show, you know. And it wasn't until I listened to somebody else's ideas about my life that my life started changing for the better. And uh, so I just started doing uh, what Michael told me to do. You know, he told me to get a, a commitment at the meeting. And, uh, and if you're new here and you don't know what a commitment is, it's like a little job. And uh, I just started doing that. And that, that helped me show up to that meeting. Um, another thing he told me to do was... And this is just kind of a weird thing, but, you know, he told me, you know, like I, when I have a one year anniversary, I'd ask him to give me a cake. And he goes, oh, well, we don't give cakes in OA. We give candles. And, and I go, Mike, that's crazy because they give chips at the meeting. So I don't understand why why you can't give me a, a cake. <laughs> so anyway, but it, the, and so I've, I've had to learn a lot about OA. Uh, I, my, my food plan has changed a lot, too, and it's kind of changed over time. You know, like I didn't uh, like the food that I eat now isn't what I ate when I first came in. Um, Diet Cokes were part of my uh, food plan, and I was slamming down like uh, I think about 10 of those a day, you know, and uh, because that's the way I roll, you know. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I knew I had a problem with that, so what I did was I, I, I changed to uh, Diet Cherry Pepsi. <laughs> and, and the reason why I did that was because there was only one store in Burbank that sold that. So I figured that if I did that, you know, I, I probably wouldn't drink it as much, you know. So uh, <laughs> what happened for me was I, I, you know, I started, like, casing out the 7-Eleven <laughs> like it was a liquor store, you know. <laughs> and then the guy, that, you know, that... I was buying them from. He knew exactly what I was getting at, you know, and he'd see me like four or five times a day. It was crazy. So anyway, I had to get rid of that off my food plan. Uh, another thing I had a problem with was protein bars. And uh, what happened was I was I was eating those. And then finally, one day I, I started looking at the calorie count on those and I added it up and I go, that's like a meal. Like all these protein bars that I'm eating is like a meal. And I just couldn't believe it. So uh, that was another thing that I had to, uh, to get rid of. And, and the thing is, is that I don't think that I could uh, get rid of those things off my food program unless it was unless I had a contact with a higher power. And I got that through working the steps. And I went through the steps with Michael. And, um, uh, you know, another another thing that uh, another reason that I got into the program, too, was uh, I was having medical problems. Um, and I like when people talk about medical problems. Uh, I, uh, I have acid reflux. I have GERD disease. And uh, so I knew that I had to uh, change my eating around that. And then also another thing that I was having was I was having heart palpitations. Like uh, 
what, what would happen, like, all throughout the day, uh, my heart would stop beating, and then all, all of a sudden it would go, boom, 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 and then just catch up, you know. And it was just freaking me out. And so I went to, the, uh, I went to uh, a doctor. They, they hooked me up on a treadmill and gave me, you know, like, uh, all these tests and everything. And the guy goes, I know exactly what your problem is. You know, you have an electrical problem with your heart. And I go, oh, okay. And he goes, and I think I can fix it. And I go, great, what do I do? And he goes, uh, take these pills. I go, okay, so how long do I take the pills before I get off them? He goes, oh, no, once you're on them, you're on them the rest of your life. And so what I did was I really started changing my food plan and, uh, and I started exercising. Um, and uh, I, I now exercise four days a week. Uh, what happened was uh, I started weighing and measuring my food because um, the, the way I am is like, uh, like this. Like if I commit like a bowl of cereal to Michael and the only bowl that I have is that garbage can over there, that's my bowl. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, so I started uh, weighing and measuring my food, and that really was a game changer for me. And uh, as a result of doing those things, uh, I don't have that heart problem anymore, and I don't have to take medication. And I'm not bagging on the medical prof- profession at all. I know that they're very valuable, and they really help a lot of people. But I just, for me, I'm 54 years old, and I just didn't want to start going down that road of taking medication for my problems, you know. And... Um, you know, uh, one thing that, um, like, for about seven years, I was about 185. So uh, today I'm uh, maintaining a, a weight of 155. And uh, the last time that I went to my physical uh, with my doctor, uh, and I've been going to this doctor uh, ever since I've been in L.A., which has been since 1984. And he has never told me this, but the last time that I went to him and I had lost the 30 pounds, uh, he said, you know what? Uh, he said, you're looking really good and you're adding years to your life. And he never told me that before, you know. And uh, so I just know that what I'm doing here is the right thing for me. You know, um, I sponsor people today. Uh, I go to a Saturday morning meeting in Burbank at 730. In fact, I was there this morning and came over here. And uh, typically after that meeting, uh, I, the guys that I work with, I, I take through the book, the book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, and that's really the only thing, the, the only literature that I know of as far as uh, working with other people is the, is the uh, uh, book of Alcoholics Anonymous. So I, uh, I take them through that and we, and we focus on food. You know, it's not like, you know, okay, you have a drinking problem, you need to stop drinking. But, uh, you know, for me, um, you know, my problem is, uh, and I've always had this problem, and, and I've always related to it in the book, is that peculiar mental twist that they talk about in the book. And uh, when they talk about that in the book, they always uh, uh, put it in italicis, you know, like uh, the guy that goes to the restaurant and he goes, uh, I think it would be a good idea to pour whiskey in my milk. And that's absolutely insane thinking. And I've had that behind food all the time. I, I, would, I would go on these diets and I would, like, lose some weight. And then I would have a thought, you know, like, I, you know, I think it would be a good idea to, you know, or I think that I could have this food now, you know. And it would just send me right back out, you know, back where I was. And um, I'm just uh, really grateful for uh, everything that. I'm grateful for my sponsor, Michael. Uh, 
I try to call him every day. I haven't really called him every day, but uh, for the most part, I've been in constant contact with him, and I check in, I still check in my food. I still do that uh, goofy IOU thing or whatever, E-A-I-O-U, <laughs> whatever that is. But anyway, uh, I'm just really glad to be here, and I want to thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Okay, uh, this is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any of uh, one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinion of the leaders of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself uh, if being recorded. Please remember if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. If being recorded, please restate the question after it's asked. Okay. Please stop at 3.935. Okay. So are there any questions? Hi. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. When it comes to your higher power, how has that changed? Like, what was it like before? What, like, happened to you in that? And, like, how has it evolved? Okay. Uh, she asked, how, how has my higher power changed? Okay. So, um, you know, I mean, part, part of my deal was, you know, and, and I really didn't want to get into it because, you know, but I'll talk a little bit about it. I, you know, I came from Kentucky and, uh, and they were trying to shove like the, the Baptist thing down my throat and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And when I got to uh, alcohol, see, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of my experience has been in Alcoholics Anonymous. So, uh, you know, and I kind of wanted, didn't want to talk too much about that, but you asked the question. So um, when I got to AA, uh, you know, they were talking about God and everything, and I didn't want to have anything to do with that. Anything that, and then I started reading the literature, and they were talking about, you know, like I was talking about the peculiar mental twist, and the only recovery from that was being a contact with a power greater than yourself. And it was like, well, how in the hell am I going to do that? You know, because I don't believe in God, and uh, and they're saying that the only solution to the, my problem is uh, a contact with that. You know, so. But the beautiful thing about the program was what I what I just said was they they told me to get in contact with a power, with my own a God of my own understanding. And uh, so what I did, uh, I I made up this really corny thing called the ancient one. And, I, you know, I prayed to him. And then there was people in my group that were praying to global van lines. Global van lines was somebody's higher power. So anytime they saw that van go by, that would be their God. Or, you know, a sunset or, you know, whatever. And that was that was just enough of an opening for me to make a start, you know. Otherwise, if I if I had to pray to Jesus, Buddha or Muhammad, I would have never made it when I got here at all. And and what what has happened as a result of that is that like uh, when I was about seven years sober, um, I um, I started getting really honest with myself and I and I said to myself, well, yeah, I'm just pretending like I believe in God, like everybody told me to do. But I really don't believe it, you know. And so I went through the steps again with a guy named Clint H. in uh, AA. And uh, when I did that, I had a spiritual awakening. And uh, and ever since that time, I've tried to maintain that and try to grow it, you know, by doing various things, uh, working with other people, um, 
you know, and and I and I can't I can't believe this happened to me, but I, I I'm Catholic now. I'm, <laughs> and and you know, like my wife and I hated Christians when we when we when we got into the program. And when I became Catholic, she goes, "What in the hell are you doing?" You know, and uh, but you know, uh, my life has changed so much. You know, just because of the program, and uh, I. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it happened for me. It was like a developmental thing, you know. Uh, but but when I got here, I wasn't buying it. That's for sure. You know? Yeah. Michael. So, so you said that when you came to OA, you you didn't have any conscious con. You didn't really believe in God. But then you just said that well, once you worked the steps in A. Now my question is, mm-hmm. this is related to OA. So the peps, the diet Pepsi and stuff, and the twelve, it seemed like you just finally made a decision. How did how did your higher yeah. develop in a way? Yeah, you know that's a good question. I mean, I. Um I mean, I had you know I had a contact with uh, with God you know after I went through the steps with Clint and then um, but just like anything I think in my life you know like uh, I, I remember shortly after um, after uh, having having this experience with with Clint and and basically. Uh, it, it was a weird thing that happened with him. You know, I uh, I was going through the steps with him and. Uh, and and he was having me say these prayers and, uh, and and we would meet at his house. And one day I showed up to his house and I go, you know, uh, I'm saying these prayers and I'm just not believing it. And uh, he goes, uh, and he started getting really angry with me. And uh, and I just I just didn't I just didn't I, I wasn't getting it for whatever reason. And we were talking about Bill's story, you know. And uh, in Bill's story, you know, he talks about going into the cathedral and being much moved and then wandering outside, seeing that uh, that tombstone. And then later on, he he, uh, talks about that cathedral experience that he had. And Clint had told me that uh, the meeting, because I had told him when I go to meetings, I felt after I left the meetings, I felt like I had hope, like everything was going to be all right. And I had just this feeling of peace, you know, about me. And he goes, well, you, you know, your cathedral experience is uh, your meetings, you know. And uh, so on the way home, uh, it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I had this presence come over me and I had I've had that presence and or that feeling of peace before, but I just didn't know what to call it, you know. So I had that spiritual awakening. But shortly after that, I um, and I'll get to your point, Mike, is that uh, or get to your question. What happened was I was having financial problems and uh, people were calling me uh, collecting money. And I had this one bill collector call me and I hung up on him. And uh, the next day I went out and my car was gone. And what they did was they repossessed my car. And uh, so I called Clint. I said, Clint, you know, I, I really don't understand. I've had the spiritual awakening. And uh, I've just had my car removed. You know, I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking that since I had the spiritual awakening that I was going to win the lottery or something. You know, I just, you know, I, I really didn't understand, you know. And I heard people talk about, you know, like getting this uh, conscious contact. And I really thought that that was like the big prize here in the program was, OK, I get a conscious contact. Everything's going to be perfect. So so getting to the point was, that, yes, I had a 
direct contact with God uh, before coming into OA. But, you know, like I said, it really didn't do any good until I involved another person. And, and when I started calling you, that really made that really made a big difference. And as far as like dropping the food, uh, what I started doing was I, I started praying about that. And, and I think what I did was I, I was checking in my food with you. And any time that I saw that I had a problem with a certain food, I would tell you, yeah, Mike, I think that this is a problem and uh, I need to do something about it, you know. So does that answer your question? Yeah, I was just kind of waiting. I wanted to hear God in the equation, how that, especially with the dot with the sugar freeze. Okay, well, well, I mean, like I said, you know, God works through other people and, and you were that person. <laughs> Is that okay? Is that not the right answer? Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it was a weird thing. You know, uh, when I went from uh, 185 to 155, um, I remember uh, one day um, looking in the mirror, and the first thing that I uh, thought that I had was, you know, you're fat. And, and I couldn't believe it. You know, it was like I, 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 I had this thing in my head all this time about about being overweight. And, and, I, and it just like killed me, you know. And uh, with the food, uh, I, um, you know, it wasn't so much a loss, but it was like it just kind of lost its power, you know, and. Uh, like there were certain foods I, I can remember, like going to lunch with some coworkers, and uh, after we had like lunch, you know, I, I turned to one of them and I said, you know, isn't it great the way way you feel after you eat, you know? And he just looked at me like I was crazy because there, food does something to me, you know, it really does chemically. And uh, but but you know now now that I've kind of like. Uh, like my food, my food is pretty, um, pretty basic. It's, it's like I have one carb a day, which is oatmeal. Uh, I eat fruits and vegetables and, and my uh, meat protein is salmon. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I, you know, it's like uh, like it talks about in the book. I really feel like I've been placed in a position of neutrality. You know, I'm not swearing it off anymore. I'm not fighting it, you know, uh, and and I feel kind of like, uh, you know, like at a place of peace with it, you know, and, uh, you know, I um, like I, like just recently I went to uh, my AA class banquet and, uh, you know, everybody was having bread before before the meal and people were asking me, aren't you going to have the bread? And uh, and I go, no. And but I, I just didn't feel like I was missing anything, you know. And then everybody was having cake afterwards, and I didn't have cake. And, uh, it, it, I, I, you know, it, I just didn't feel like I was depriving myself, you know, because I think I know. And, and you know, what's, what, what's been really important for me, too, in OA is to find out a little bit more about nutrition. You know, I, I need to know what a carb is. I need to know what a protein is. I need to know what fruits and vegetables are, you know, and I need to know. 
and this is just for me. I need to know what those things do to my body, you know. And, you know, I have a friend that's really fanatical. He talks about, you know, like all the hormones that they put in meats and, 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 and chicken and stuff like that and, and to make them grow. And as a result, he thinks that, you know, because you eat those things, if you eat those things, you're going to grow. And uh, on some level, it kind of makes sense. But, you know, I... Uh, but but I try to I try to be informed about food and and like where it comes from and, and stuff like that you know. Um, but as far as a loss, you know, um, like I said, I feel more like I've been placed in a position of neutrality. You know, so, mm-hmm. Thor. Yeah, I'm wondering when you came into LA from AA, was there a sense of oh the credits uh, can transfer? Is there a moment you realized oh no they don't? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely did. I, you know, but you know, on on another hand, you know, like it took me forever to share at the uh, that Saturday OA meeting. And I still don't share a lot, and there was a couple reasons for that. One is that they pick people, or they don't pick people; they raise their hands, you know. And like the meetings that I was going to, you know, people pick people; they didn't raise, yeah. So, uh, but but another thing, the reason why I didn't share a lot was because I just wanted to find out more about the program because I really didn't feel like I knew that much about it, you know. And one of the things that that really um, that um, confused me a lot was uh, people's abstinence. I, I didn't understand that at all. And uh, man, I, I love these smartphones because um, this is this is my abstinence. Um, uh, in Overeaters Anonymous, the statement on abstinence in the recovery is: abstinence is the action of refraining from compulsively eating and compulsive food behaviors while working towards or maintaining a healthy body weight. Spiritual, emotional, and physical recovery is the result of living the Overeaters Anonymous 12-step program. So that's, that's my abstinence, you know. And, uh, I, you know, I had to... Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I knew for a fact that, that what I... You know, some of the things that I learned in, in Alcoholics Anonymous just didn't, you know, transfer over into Overeaters Anonymous. And, uh, you know, I uh, it took me a little while to figure that out. But, you know, now now I know the difference. But but there are, you know, I mean, there are definitely some similarities, you know, like and I keep going back back to it. But that that uh, that um, mental peculiar twist that we have, you know, I think that that's a common trait, you know, between alcoholics and Overeaters, you know, um, but like my oh, like my AA sponsor said, you know, you're not going to be put in jail for eating a Twinkie, you know. <laughs> but anyway, he, I, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I, I was lucky to hang around OA long enough to realize that it didn't transfer over. Yeah. God, I, I don't even know. I really don't. I just there's there's things that he has me say that. Uh, so what I do is I commit my food. He'll, he'll tell you afterwards, I'm sure. <laughs> I commit my food. Uh, then what I do is I, I tell him what I'm grateful for, three things that I'm grateful for. Uh, I tell him uh, what I did for some other person. Uh, and then uh, I tell him uh, what I'm going to do for myself. Uh, and I say, um, uh, is that it? <laughs> I don't know. Huh? 
Oh, my resentments and my fears. Yeah, yeah. So like in the morning when I call him, you know, I, I don't have any fears or resentments, but I tell him that the day is long. So there could be some that pop up. But but, you know, what I do is and, and this is the reason why I kind of like was like a little weird about that was because uh, I, I've been doing a 10 step in Alcoholics Anonymous for almost 25 years, like at the end of my day, you know, and, and that's kind of what that is, is like a 10 step, you know. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Hi, thank you, thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Can you talk a little bit about how you're Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, just in general, I, um, I think by working the steps and just by being in the program, you know, I have had, um, you know, a little bit, uh, I, I'm, I'm a little, like, like, for instance, with my wife, I'm a little bit, um, what I, what I do with her is uh, we'll have a conversation and she'll say something that will kind of not, not agree with me. And what I'll do is I'll kind of play it out of my head. And, uh, and when I do that, I realize where it's going to go. So a lot of times I, I just won't say anything from there, you know. And then what will happen is it's kind of uh, interesting. What will happen is I'll wait a little while. And uh, then she'll change the subject or something and it won't be that big of a deal, you know. And if I would have said something, it would have been a big deal, you know. Um, I think that, um, you know, just just my uh, start in AA, I mean, we'll start, we, you know, they teach us at a really, really early point, you know, to reach out to people that are less fortunate than you, you know. And uh, that's something that, that that's just kind of been ingrained in me, you know, and, and that, that I just kind of do. Um, I mean, as far as, you know, I don't know if I'm answering your question or not, but, um, you know, and as far as judging people, um, you know, um, God, I had such a problem with that in OA, you know, um, and I mean, I would hear some of the some of the weirdest things. And, you know, like after the meeting, I would call Michael and I'd go, yeah, this is kind of what I heard. And I'm not really sure what to think about it, you know. And, uh, you know, he would kind of help me through that. You know, I mean, Michael has been really like a, a really, really good uh, rock in my uh, in my absence here in OA because uh I just I just really had, you know, I, I mean, the the AA group I come from is pretty, uh, pretty rigid and pretty, uh, you know, it's really all about being hard on yourself, easy on others, you know, and uh, and here, you know, it seems a little bit different, you know, in regards to that, you know, it seems like people are more, you know, like I heard this one lady share that uh, she got rid of all her commitments and all her babies because she wanted to uh she needed more time for herself. And on, on some level, I understand that. And then on another level, you know, I understand that, you know, part of my problem is that I'm selfish and that I'm self-centered, you know. And uh, so I think that there's like a balancing thing there, you know. And, and I realized, too, that, uh, you know, like when I had a spiritual awakening, uh, you know, I, I had a shift in my in my life, you know, and it was a pretty major shift. And uh, like like I, one thing was I stopped cussing, you know, and uh, and, you know, like I'll hear people share in AA and OA and they'll cuss, you know, and uh, 
And when I was new, that was that was actually like a cool thing. You know, it's like, hey, they're talking about God and cussing, you know, so, you know, uh, but now, you know, and uh, but now it, it doesn't really bother me that much. You know, I mean, I realize that people are at, uh, they're they're at their own, you know, they're in their own. Uh, they're they're in their own time of recovery. You know, and I'm in my own time of recovery. And, you know, who knows? You know, that person, you know, may have a change like, you know, a month from now. You know, you just never know. So, uh, you know, as far as judging people, I've really had to um, I've had to look at that. But, uh, you know, I've definitely changed, you know. Okay, yeah, I mean, basically what I did was um, I went through the steps with this guy named Clint H. When I hooked up with Michael, he had this pamphlet that was uh, written by a guy named Dr. Paul, uh, who uh, wrote uh, one of the stories in the back of the big book. And uh, so basically what I did was I went through that pamphlet. And Michael basically told me since I went through... uh, since I've already been through the steps that it was just a matter of going through that pamphlet and getting to 10, 11 and 12 and then practicing 10, 11 and 12. So to answer your question, I really didn't do an OA step, uh, you know, through the steps. I've, I've just been through the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, you know, and that's something that's really important for me. You know, I I don't have any divisions in my life. You know, I'm not like, okay, now I'm Catholic. Now I'm an overeater. Now I'm an alcoholic. I don't really have divisions like that in my life. You know, I mean, all these things are part of my life. And uh, and there's really no separation, you know. And uh, uh, but, you know, I, I don't know if that answers your question, but, you know, it's it's my truth and that's kind of yeah what happened for me so what time do we stop we got five more minutes five more minutes okay um, thank you Libby sure um, what do you do on okay uh, basically um, what I do is I pray in the morning and uh, I have um, I have certain literatures that I read I read uh, a daily reflection book uh, from uh, Alcoholics Anonymous I read this uh, a, a daily reflection book called uh, Jesus Calling, and then I read another. Uh, and then what I do is, uh, uh, like in the Catholic faith, they, they have a reading from the Old Testament, uh, from the uh, Acts of the Apostles, and then the New Testament. And so what I do is, like, I read one of those per day, uh, and, then, uh, and then I pray, and then I meditate. Uh, and my meditations changed, you know, uh, over time. You know, uh, I've done the breathing uh, technique, uh, and, and just recently, what I've done is I've tried to uh, memorize the St. Francis prayer and try to uh, meditate on that. And uh, but it, but it's like like anything in my program, it's kind of evolved. You know, like when I first started doing it, I it was absolutely insane. I mean, some of the things that I would think about. So I would just sit there and 
and I would just be thinking about all these thoughts and I would get up and I go so that's what meditation is but but the point was is that my head was busy and that's exactly what I needed to do was try to sit there and 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 and, it, and meditation is a discipline I think you know and there's a reason for it because I, you know like somebody with an active head like me you know it takes discipline for me to sit there and and try to be calm and quiet you know and I, I've tried different things throughout the uh, 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 throughout my abstinence to, uh, to maintain that quietness. And then I do the uh, AEIOU with Michael, which is, uh, I, I think, uh, considered a 10th step. And then um, what I do, uh, you know, I always thought the 12th step was talking about uh, uh, sponsorship. You know, I really thought that that was like the big sponsorship step, you know. But uh, I go to a, a, a step study meeting on Friday, and the more I read about uh, step 12 in the uh, big book, or from the 12 and 12, you know, I realize that it's more about being a service and just showing up, like, you know, me showing up here, you know. Um, and uh, and I, I have commitments at all the meetings I go to, and uh, and I think that that, to me, is working the 12th step, you know. And then I've done uh, other things. I was involved in uh, general service in Alcoholics Anonymous where I went to the prisons and, uh, you know, um, had panels down there. And, uh, you know, I think that that's part of the 12th step as well. So, yeah. What does your lunch look like at 185 and what does it look like now at 150? Okay, so uh, my, my lunch uh, today is like I'll have a fruit smoothie, which will be like uh, a scoop of protein powder and uh, a cup of ice, a, a cup of uh, almond milk, and uh, a cup of frozen blueberries. I'll have eight ounces of salmon. And then I make this thing called, uh, then I, I, I hate vegetables. So the only way that I can eat them is by drinking them. So uh, I, ma- I make this thing uh, a Nutribullet, and what I do is I stuff, stuff uh, uh, broccoli, uh, Brussels sprouts, and spinach in that with uh, uh, almonds and uh, 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 flaxseed, and uh, mix that up. And then, uh, so that's pretty much my lunch. Uh, before, uh, what I was eating was. Uh, uh, there's this place called South Street uh, in Burbank, and they make Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> and uh, I would get a Philly cheesesteak with fries and, um, let's see, a Diet Coke, of course. <laughs> and uh, let's see, what else would I have? Uh, that, that would probably be it. That, that would be my lunch. So that's, that's pretty much the, the difference, yeah. So... I think we're out of time, right, Mike? Is it? Or one more?